Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is 176 verses about the attitude that David had about God's Word. And so I want to ask you today, what is your attitude about the Word of God? I want to ask you a series of questions that we want to answer from this, these few verses. Psalm 119, verses 129 through 136. Here's the series of questions. What is the foundation for your soul? What is the basis for your life? What drives you? When everything around you starts to crumble, what's going to hold you up? What is the mechanism that you use to make decisions? What is the premise for your expectation of answered prayers? What strengthens you during trials? What encourages you when you are cast down? What settles you when you are shaken? What dictates the choices you make? Where do you go for answers? What comforts you when trouble and anguish arise? What directs each step, each day of your life? These questions can be answered in just these few verses, and I want to encourage you about our attitude towards the Word of God. This is not a book. This is a way of life. Every verse in it will dictate what you do and how you do it, if you will succumb to it. Let us read these verses. Psalm 119, starting at verse 129. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not thy law. Amen. I really want you to leave with one thought. What is your attitude toward the words of God? The man after God's own heart wrote these inner feelings about the Word of God for us so that we can know, as a man after God's own heart, what attitude we should have. I want to go through each of these verses and give you a a word or a phrase that encapsulates what the verse means and, truthfully, what Psalm 119 means. Verse 129. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Are the testimonies of God wonderful to you? Are they full of wonder? Are you amazed by the things that you see in God's Word? Or are they merely words on a page that you were taught to read at an early age and has since become too much of a habit to be what it ought to be? It should be full of wonder to us. Verse 130, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Light. Light is there in the absence of darkness. The world is dark. It's full of darkness. There's so much darkness, people have no idea where to even go for light anymore. At the entrance of God's Word, it giveth light. Darkness flees when the Word of God is present. There is a clarity on every subject if you will open God's Word to find the light. 
What question have you ever been faced with that the Word of God has not addressed? It has addressed every question. There is light on every subject in God's Word. Verse 131. I opened my mouth and panted. When was the last time you panted about anything? If you do not know what the word panted means, find two people that are betrothed and have been kept apart for a few hours, and they are panting to be back together again. Is that the way we treat the Word of God? When we've been taken from it for a few hours, do we find ourselves longing, panting to be back in the Word of God and to have its light with us? It sounds like Job, who esteemed God's Word more than his necessary food. Not seconds, not dessert, his necessary food. When you go without food for only a few hours, you have to have that substance in your body again to continue. Is the Word of God similar to you? Verse 132, Look thou upon me, and be merciful unto me. Have you seen the mercy of the Lord at times in your life? Amen. Do you desire to have that mercy back in your life? He says here, as thou usest to do. Does that mean that he has stopped doing it? It means that he can withhold himself long enough to make you want it back again. We need the mercy of the Lord in our lives, and we have to go into his word to get it. Verse 133, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Can you avoid sinning by having God's word with you? That's right. Yes. yes, you can. This very psalm has two very important verses in regards to this, and it's verse 9 and verse 11. Hear these to answer the question, can you avoid sinning by having God's word with you? Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto, according to thy word. Amen. Thy word have I hidden mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Amen. This book being in your car, this book being on your phone, is not going to do it. This book has to be inside you. It has to be your attitude. It has to be your foundation. With that foundation, you will not be shaken. Shaken is sinning. You will not be shaken with this foundation. 134, deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. What do you do when you need deliverance? Where do you go when you see trouble around you? Do you lean into your own understanding, or do you go where there is light, where there is hope, where there is comfort, where there is clarity, where there is answers? In a hymn we sing, temptations lose their power when thou art nigh. The presence of the Lord is through His Word. That's where He dwells with us, and that is how He can give us His presence. We don't have a physical hand to uplift us during trials and temptations. We have the extension of His hand through the Word of God that we put into our lives. The Holy Spirit will come and make His words real and allow us to overcome temptations. 135, Make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. Do you see God's blessing in your life? And do you see God's blessing in your life because you want to have his statutes taught to you? And teach me thy statutes. Is this our attitude towards the word of God? It should be. If it is, again, we have a foundation where we would not be shaken. And I want to focus for a moment on 136. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes because they keep not thy law. The emotions that come about in your life 
Do they spring from a love and desire about the Word of God and its defense? Its defense because what you have staked on it? Its defense because who has written it? Its defense because it's the only pure thing that we have in our lives here? Let me ask you this. If you had a very special relationship with a father, and he had written down his desires and hopes for your life, and had promised them with the most precious substance in the world, if that letter had been burned desecrated, taken away, or made fun of, how would that affect you? Would rivers of waters run down your eyes to see his people not following that word? It did for David. When he saw that the word of God was not followed as it should, rivers of waters ran down his eyes. Did they run down ours? A few practical pieces. Don't tell me it's the Bible that answers these questions for you. Show me. More importantly, show him. I believe we would all answer. The Bible answers these questions. I do have a great attitude towards the Bible. Well, then show it by the way you live and by the trust you put in it. There's the word of God and then there's everything else. And they are contrary one to another because everything out there goes against the pages of Scripture. There's the word of God and there's vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. We must stake our lives on the only sure thing that we have. There's thus saith the Lord, and there's yea hath God said. Where's your foundation? Where's your excitement? Where do you stand? The Christian world can say, you love Jesus, I love Jesus, we just do it our separate ways. That's two foundations. That's unstable. That will not stand. You say, well, what was Jesus' attitude towards the Bible? And was it his foundation? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Sounds like a foundation to me. Is it for you? Except ye keep my commandments. It sounds like a foundation. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. That was Jesus' foundation. Is it yours and is it mine? We're here today to have the pastor preach the word. There is only one word to be preached. And we have it. Each of us have it, and it should be our foundation. We should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. We are in this house today, as was just prayed, to shore up our foundation by hearing and obeying God's word. Times will come where you will need a sure foundation. We have an opportunity today. We have an opportunity in the year 2015 to do our part to solidify that foundation that we may stand in the time to come.